uh, guys, uh, so uh, I think we can start. Uh, we have more than 50 people here. Um, so, uh, so this uh, event is about all about like from inspiration to IPO. So our speaker is Sid Park. So he host a podcast, is an angel investor, author, has degrees for some of the biggest universities that you have heard of. He works at the companies that has changed pretty much everything in the Indian internet. So that's pretty much about him. So over to you, sir. Hey, thanks, Lextron. Uh, and thank you so much, everyone, for joining in. Uh, a hearty good evening to everyone. Uh, yeah, so today's topic is very interesting. Um, we're talking about uh, inspiration to IPO, and we're going to talk about everything accelerators, incubators, how to fundraise startups, and especially uh, the heat is actually growing because uh, tomorrow, I think one of the biggest IPOs in our uh, Indian ecosystem, Zomato IPO, is going to get launched, and then there will be uh, Paytm IPO, Nika, and so many other IPOs are going to follow, um, right? So today um, we're going to talk about a lot of things. Uh, we'll probably start with the basics for five minutes in terms of what is an who is an angel investor, or what is an incubator, uh, and what is an accelerator, and try to understand the difference because a lot of folks actually are confused there itself. You know, what, what is the difference between an incubator and an accelerator? And then uh, I think, you know, once we are done with the FAQs, like, you know, what are the stages of the application process for an accelerator? Or, uh, you know, uh, what is the equity dilution that happens as you start up from your idea, ideation to your inspiration and from your inspiration to several stages towards your IPO, right? What kind of equity dilution does a founder go through? Uh, that we're going to talk about and uh, some basic concepts in, in case uh, if anyone wants to understand uh, we can spend uh, a few minutes in MVP and you know uh, like ARR, MRR and CAC and all those things uh, but we'll not spend a lot of time on that. Uh, the other thing that we're going to talk about is basically uh, there are some thumb rules of fundraising you know so some some call it the golden rules or some yeah. do's and don'ts kind of thing so we're going to talk about uh, five or six of them. And then um, uh, I think one of the critical takeaways for uh, any aspirational uh, CEOs, CTOs, uh, and, and startup founders will be uh, the questions that they get asked uh, in early stages of funding and in the uh, later stages of funding. So these are all going, going to be there. Uh, at the end of it, uh, if you'd like, I can actually give you guys a list of incubators within India, um, in US and Europe and a list of accelerators also within India and uh, across the world. I'm going to cover uh, six uh, accelerators and incubators today, uh, starting from Y Combinator, we'll dive to uh, Techstars and 100XVC, um, and then Antler, Sequoia Search, and VCATS. Uh, so guys, you can start writing down your questions, um, you know, uh, at whatever level they are, and then we can try to take up those questions in a batch, maybe let's say after 20 minutes, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, just to get started, I think, you know, um, one of the key questions that uh, that I get asked a lot is uh, what, you know, what is it that uh, an accelerator does that is uh, something different from um, an incubator? So also one of the things is once you, once you have your uh, light bulb of idea lit up and you have uh, grown through the ideation stage, about protecting your idea, giving out a little bit, and then, you know, deliberating the idea with your family and friends and peers, and then talking to the industry folks. Uh, once that ideation stage is through, then you 
typically become like an early stage kind of a, a, a prototype maker, not a founder, but a prototype maker. And you still try to evaluate a lot of things, right? Uh, at this stage, uh, while you are like a solo kind of a, a prototype maker, there is a lot of thing, a lot of things that are actually not there uh, in terms of resources and all. Right. Uh, so, but then uh, you and your idea is also not like a poor one kind of an idea with validations from the industry. You don't have a lot of customers. At this stage uh, is where an incubator comes in. Incubators uh, typically uh, take uh, guys in with the ideas. Uh, they help solve the technical and design issues. Uh, you know, when building the product, uh, they help you learn how to uh, run a lean and uh, mean team. With a you know uh, and build a, a successful team with legal and all other stuff as well. Uh, so um, you know so basically incubators help startups who don't have experience um, you know operating in a venture back kind of a system uh, or have uh, no knowledge of legals and operational kind of things or have no company structure as such. So that is uh, that is number one you know so that is how the incubators work. Uh, sometimes what happens is even before the incubators, a lot of folks go to uh, someone called as the uh, angel investor. So angel investors are typically uh, could be your friends and family, um, you know, who probably have a lot of faith in your idea or they could be uh, guys with uh, ticket size going from uh, $500,000 to maybe a million dollars. Uh, and, and they are typically guys in the industries. Uh, with specific interests in specific sectors. They, that could be blockchain, that could be uh, health tech, food tech, ed tech, or mental health or whatsoever. So that is also a niche kind of thing. Uh, coming to the accelerator part of it, right? Uh, so accelerators are generally, um, uh, they, they fall in the place where you have like a validated MVP in place. So when I say validated MVP, is you are much beyond the um, idea stage, but, and you are into the, uh, most viable product stage wherein you know the product works. There is some kind of a product market fit that you are aware of. Uh, you have a, you know, a, a loyal customer base of more than 10, 20 or so. And then you have like a, a good founding team also. It's, you are not probably a solo entrepreneur. In a lot of cases, they would ask for two to four entrepreneurs uh, to be on the founder's team, right? So a founder plus three co-founders, a founder plus two co-founders, that types. Uh, that is another thing. You also see kind of a significant traction uh, in terms of a lot of folks keep talking about traction, but traction is basically, you know, it's like uh, it's like a rolling stone. You know, uh, you don't need uh, the kind of advertising and marketing all the time. Uh, it's it's more or less through the word of mouth uh, that you get referred to a lot. And it's kind of, you know, it's not only product market fit, but it's also like a founder market fit. Uh, so we'll talk about all these terms if anyone wants to know about these terms, but you know, uh, so that's where an accelerator comes in. Um, uh, some of the key things that accelerator provide are some, you know, uh, networking opportunities uh, and, and great access to um, uh, established companies and influencers. For example, if you get into Y Combinator, you'll probably, uh, depending on your sector, you will get to uh, meet the best guys in the Silicon Valley, probably uh, in, in, in Europe and in Istanbul or wherever the best things are happening. Maybe if it's information security, Israel also, right? So that is one. Uh, so other than personal guidance, there is a lot of collaboration and partnerships uh, that you can uh, go on with your uh, other innovative startups. And that's how I think uh, that's where accelerators help uh, 
you know a, a bit more so uh, that that is the basic difference between an incubator and an accelerator uh, is is it is it clear to everyone if it's not clear probably we can uh, you know i can just uh, if, if some point is not clear we can uh, i think it's it's kind of clear seems like all right uh, so yeah we can move on to the uh, other important stage that is you know what are the different stages um, in the application process for an accelerator right so uh, there are five essential stages which are common to all kinds of applications uh, the first is actually uh, whatever idea you have right you uh, talk about uh, the idea as such like you know make a story out of it and you actually uh, tell about why are you building such product or uh, what is it uh, what is it for customers to actually you know buy your product so you talk about your team market um, you know the traction and all these things in in the first stage of the application once you go through the first stage so it's like a funnel you know so it, there could be like 3000 to 10000 applications coming in a company like um, uh, accelerator like y combinator they get more than 200000 applications every um, every semester they do like a, a winter and a summer kind of thing so they get more than 200000 applications uh, so that is the first stage uh it is almost like you know the g uh, j and you know upsc kind of a thing you know a lot of applications come in uh the second stage once you go through that application stage second is where uh, there is assessment you know and a lot of promising teams from across the globe um, that they will move to the uh, you know investability kind of a stage whether a company is even investable or not uh, or, or you know they will de de decide that on the uh, basis of the revenue potential and the overall strength of uh, the product and the service offering so there are there are quite a few uh, you know quite a few uh, triggers that actually uh, go into uh, the interest of the investor whether the founders are good how is their background uh, you know what kind of experience do the founders bring in if there is uh, no experience as such then it's kind of a bit tricky um, you know uh, if there is no, nothing proven earlier Uh, i think the third thing that matters the most is the intellectual property if uh, you know if the company the, the ideation guys try to bring in and intellectual property could be again you know like a copyright or a trademark or uh, you know uh, any of those sorts or or a patent as well so that is also essential then they would uh, ask you typically about the business models and the revenue models business models are again you know plethora of business models are there uh, typically they would you know you, you can find them under 12 categories but there are much more um, and i mean razor and blade inverse razor and blade and affiliate and so many right uh, um, and then there is the revenue model that gets talked about a lot uh, i think that is one of the key focuses for a lot of investors um then customers uh, uh, one of the key things that they decide upon uh, uh, for the investment is the risks and there are different types of risks again market risks exec execution risk product risk all sorts of risks so uh, all these factors are taken into consideration along with competition uh, supply and demand and the human psychology as well sometimes the uh, you know uh, the product um, uh, works essentially according to the human psychology or sentiments or the need of the hour like for example in the pandemic every kind of product does not work yeah so once you are done with the second stage of assessment uh, the third stage is essentially um, the interview actual interview uh, a lot of uh, folks call it the d day 
um and and in the interview uh, it would it would not take more than uh, 30 to 40 minutes for the interview with the core team and um, uh, you actually have to provide a lot of evidence of you know your product actually has got uh, some traction you should show uh, act actual metrics of you know it has uh, it has so many number of downloads these are the number of weekly users or monthly users uh, this is what they are using the product for. Uh, these are the impressions. So all these kind of things are going to be uh, provided. Uh, I'm also going to talk about uh, the document section uh, that we uh, we have to actually deliver to the investors, uh, probably towards the end of it, and probably share a cheat sheet as well. Uh, once you're done with the interview stage, uh, then uh, the evaluation of the interview comes in. Uh, and in the evaluation stage, uh, majorly uh, they discuss about uh, the revenue statements, you know, if there are any, uh, if it's a pre-revenue, then probably, you know, uh, the customer lifetime value uh, is kind of uh, debated. And then um, uh, whether the company is in good legal standing, that is another thing that is uh, discussed. And uh, whether there are any claims or bad blood spilled by the company uh, earlier, you know, uh, in terms of any geography, sometimes what happens is a company spills a black, ba some bad blood and moves on to some other geography. So this kind of a blacklisting, whitelisting happens uh, in this, this particular stage. And the final stage, guys, is the acceptance stage, wherein uh, whatever uh, the investment committee, uh, you know, uh, decides basically the first four stages. They will schedule the uh, program for you, a customized program uh, for you that will go from uh, three to four months if it's a, it's a good accelerator. Uh, if it's an incubator, of course, it's a long, uh, long term kind of a thing. So uh, uh, almost I think uh, anyone who makes up to the evaluation stage, typically 50% definitely make it to the acceptance stage as well. So um, that was that was that any any questions till now, guys. What is traction? Traction is basically, um, you know, uh, once your your product actually finds uh, a fit, right, uh, in the market. So let's say there is uh, there is some kind of cupcake that you're making, right, which is uh, full of vitamins and uh, nutrients. Like you have those gummy bears, right? You are making some kind of a cupcake, and how does it sell? You know, uh, whether it uh, whether people are actually liking it, whether you know uh, there is a demand kind of a thing uh, if it is like a it's a perishable item uh, then how do you how do you uh, you know pa package it uh, how are you going to uh, uh, you know refrigerate it and whether there is good um, you know acceptance in terms of the different segments of the society so uh, in a way it is about uh, establishing your target segment your tg as well uh, when we talk about traction but uh, it's more to do with uh, it is it it is products uh, speeding up uh, or it's speeding down. Uh, generally, uh, if it's speeding up, we, we say that the traction is good. We see some movement upwards. So that is what uh, traction is. Yeah, man, uh, suspicious, you know, yeah, the G reference definitely hurts. It hurts a lot of us. Um, cool, cool. And Apple too, yeah, we are talking about accelerators and incubators. Accelerators are basically, um, you know, uh, a later kind of a stage when you have a, a, a minimum viable product and incubators are uh, once you have an idea you don't need to have an MVP you can still get uh, funding um, so the next thing that we're going to talk about is you know what are uh, you keep hearing about uh, pre-series A seed 
or a series b and all all these sorts of things right so what are, what all uh, you know what, what do these things mean uh, any any other questions before that are we are we clear on uh, you know uh, the differences between an incubator and an accelerator or do you want me to uh, probably go through it one more time in terms of found yeah clear all right great so we can uh, great great pablo um, killer jadu uh, it's it's clear that's that's good so we can probably move the uh, next stage uh, of uh, equity dilution um, or probably uh, yeah equity dilution is is one of the questions again i get asked a lot so um, you know typically if you uh, get funded um, then how does your equity get affected so should we move to equity dilution or would you are you interested in um, you know getting to know the uh, different stages um, of you know how does it work in uh, you know let's say what are the series a and you know those kind of things is uh, just just let me know okay All right. Okay. Equity dilution. All right. Okay, you want to know how? Yeah. All right, so I think you know we can talk about equity dilution. Um, so uh, when it comes to equity dilution, um, there there are a lot of a uh, lot of ways in this also works. Um, let me let me talk about probably the standard uh, standard ways. Um, uh, I, and I hope everyone is clear on pre-seed, seed, pre-series A, uh, series A, series B, and, and so on and so forth, right? Because I think that understanding will be required a bit. Cool, cool. All right. So uh, let's suppose you know um, you have your founders and you have hundred percent stake right now, right? Two or three founders, uh, you have hundred percent stake. Uh, the way equity dilution works is when the accelerator comes in or the incubator comes in, they will ask you for six to seven percent of your stake, you know, uh, in exchange of what they are providing. And what do they typically provide? They would uh, they would either provide you, uh, you know, like. Uh, 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 technical facilities a physical space uh, they would provide you business support or they would provide you training and mentoring um, sometimes it is like a cohort based education uh, program also for 3 to 4 months wherein you they they move your um, idea very very fast so that's why it's called an accelerator because what you probably would do in 2 to 3 years you end up doing it 3 to 4 years uh, so that is another thing um, so you uh, you have to give up six to seven percent for uh, you know uh, in the first uh, kind of stage. Uh, when you move the angel round, right after the accelerator round, uh, they will introduce you to a lot of angels and if they see that the product is great and uh, you know if it's it finds its fit, right. In the angel round, typically again the accelerator might be interested five percent of of uh, the stake. And um, uh, the angel might take up to uh, 15 to 20 percent, depending on what kind of 
how big the angel uh, is is coming in so uh, uh, if it's like a uh, it's a niche product then typically they would take up to 20% of your stake um and then if it's like you know a, a, a group of small angel investors like me uh, that stake would some be somewhere around 15% you know 15 angels come together kind of thing so there you uh, total you know you could uh, uh, lose up to 20% of the stake for a substantial gain there uh, so now you might have somewhere around 75% and this i'm talking about um, uh, more than 6 months down into the product from the uh, actual launch so these stages actually take a lot of time it's not going to happen very very easily and uh, there are multiple um, roundups that you have to make so this is the stage of the angel and after that at the angel stage uh, the set is pretty much you know all all uh, uh, well well established uh, then you go to the series a round where you would ask for a lot of uh, scalability right your product is there it's it's found a fit and when it goes to series a the bigger players come in you know like tiger global or sequoia or all these kind of bigger players softbank these kind of players come in and um, they would ask for a substantial stake there as well so uh, typically uh, you know you should be ready to dilute maybe i don't know 12 12.5% to uh, 25% of your stake depending on whether you are planning to give esops also so 12.5% is uh, and up is what they are interested in so at this stage you are left with um, probably around 47 to 50% of the stake and as the rounds progress right from here onwards as the rounds progress then um, your stakes probably will go on in, uh, decreasing so today let's take an example of flipkart right so today if you talk about bini bansal he probably has only 3% of the stake from where they started they have sold uh, so uh sachin bansal has sold his stake and then it has been sold multiple times across uh, to to walmart and to sub you know to angels and all so today they have only 3% of of the stake that is there so yeah that was uh, that was it about equity dilution any any questions there do artificial valuations matter at a very early stage uh what do you mean by artificial valuations can you just thing and then you can take now information about now you now you do now you now Oh, come on now it's mine i have to put it ha kada samjhe ki to dikha all right okay uh, once you don't have enough data to come up with good valuation right uh, yeah so see valuation is a very sticky kind of a thing you know um, a lot of folks try to poke uh, to, to fake a lot of valuation so that's why there are there is a a uh, 15 point matrix and then there are methods uh, to come up with valuations there is something called as burkes method that is scorecard and you know you do uh, rcf risk factor summation and uh, you know discounted cash flow there are so many methods but typically you know um, for for i think for uh, general purposes it's more to do with what the intellectual property the product is going to generate uh, what is the business model and revenue model 
uh, what are the execution risks uh, that are there and what kind of customer base uh, you are able to generate along with some traction. Uh, if that is already uh, evaluated and you are at, at a later stage, then you the questions of supply and demand and you know the current market condition and the competitors also uh, come in. Hope that actually gives you uh, some idea. Uh, Naman is asking how to value company in ideation and MVP stage. Uh, yeah, so it's called a uh, pre-seed and pre-money kind of valuation, and it is a kind of a tricky thing. Um, but that's why a lot of uh, a lot of uh, big fishes will not uh, put in a lot of money in that stage. That's where uh, the angel investors would come in, and during that stage, um, typically if you have more than um, you know uh, uh, some kind of a user base that is there. Or if not a user base, if your friends and family are using uh, the product, um, uh, and see MVP is kind of an elusive kind of a thing. You know, it is not it is not always going to be uh, you know uh, there. You know, in in, in. so it uh, it will it will more or less depend on all all these factors. Sometimes combined of all these factors, or sometimes you know um, uh, if if the founders are well known, you know, second time uh, founders or entrepreneurs. Uh, typically people will invest in them readily you know and there is also the sense of the uh, technology or uh, you know the weather the the air of what what is working so right now anything blockchain or artificial intelligence uh, or creator economy will typically work because uh, that is what is in demand so uh, anything any good product around that will definitely work uh, so that is again another thing all right, so uh, yeah, this question about uh, pre-seed and all, all, how does it happen, right? So uh, what we call as uh, pre-seed is basically the idea stage. So you have nothing but the idea, uh, and and this is this is what happens in Europe and US a lot because the idea has to be absolutely fantastic, and this uh, this stage you are uh, if you just have the idea you can get from $100,000 to $500,000 just for this stage. But the idea has to be very good. Um, uh, it has to be appealing. It has to be unique. Uh, it, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, a kind of a prototype is required to be associated with the idea. But uh, sometimes that is discounted if the uh, credibility of the founder and co-founder is kind of good. So that's the pre-seed stage. It does not go beyond $500,000. So $100,000 is where the ticket size starts and it does not go beyond $500,000. Um, next comes the very famous seed stage uh, that everyone, uh, you know, every company uh, we hear about, uh, they keep talking about it. That is like the, you know, the idea is already there. Uh, the, uh, the MVP is already done. Uh, it is actually in the product stage, but the product is not like a full-fledged kind of a thing. It's still an initial product. There might be some lacunae in the product, um, but it works. It it solves the problem it has embarked to uh, solve. Uh, and and at this stage, in the seed stage, uh, the funding that you can get is 500,000 and above, but it, there is a cap of uh, $3 million. So you probably uh, at a seed stage, a lot of companies do not get beyond, uh, most companies will not get beyond $3 million. There have been um, you know, exceptions in the past year when uh, a company has got uh, around $40 million also uh, on the seed stage. But these exceptions are very, very, very rare. Uh, so that's the seed stage, guys. Um, then comes, uh, the seed stage is also sometimes called um, uh, the pre-series A. Uh, but the distinction is pre-series A would typically mean 
uh, 1 million to 3 million, not 500,000 to uh, 3 million. So that, that is the only uh, distinction between seed and pre-series A. Uh, otherwise, I think it is pretty much the same. Uh, one additional thing that, uh, that the pre-series A can ask for is the product market fit. You know, whether the product has actually uh, found its right segment and the market loves your product or not. Uh, are the customers engaging and using your product or not? So that is like the pre-series A. Uh, so that will go again from 1 million to 3 million. And then comes your series A, uh, which again, we read about it uh, in the news a lot. So the series A will go 3 million and upwards. And there is a very, very strong signal of uh, product market fit. So like Mama Earth had uh, recently, or like Beardo had, or Paytm obviously has already established it. Uh, you know, as a matter, and all sorts of companies have gone through series A. We know that we everyone knows about the product as such, right? It has a very strong signal, and uh, it it is like it becomes a need. You know, it's not like a, a you know a, a people can uh, absolutely live without it. You know, it's not that. It kind of you know becomes a need in your lifestyle. So that's where I think a lot of companies get the series A funding, going from three million. Uh, generally, the 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 cap on that is up to ten million. So um, series A will go from three to 10. Um, the second last uh, stage that we're gonna talk about is the series B and that is uh, 10 million plus. Uh, it can go up to uh, 50 million also sometimes or sometimes more also. That's where uh, you know your product market fit is established. Everything is established and all you need to do is scale it, scale it like crazy, uh, not only within your limited local geography, but a national geography or an international geography, uh, probably add a lot of features, um, you know, use a lot of cloud computing and use a lot of resources, uh, try to optimize it and make it, uh, make it go on all the platforms, uh, all sorts of uh, devices. So that's where the series B would come in. That will be um, 10 million plus. And the, after that, it's like, you know, uh, series C, D, E and onwards, uh, the product is very much mature. You know, uh, we typically, they typically still get called as startups, but they are not startups as such. And they have like a huge customer uh, base and a huge uh, user base. So that is what series uh, C, D and E will uh, result into. Hope that gives you some kind of an idea there as well. Does it does it give you an idea? Should we uh, move on to the next points? Okay. Um, how to reach out to incubators or select incubators specific to domain of the startup? Also, what to mail them? Pitch deck or just yeah, exactly. We are going to talk about this. Uh, what all? I actually have a list of a few um, incubators and accelerators with their emails and everything as well. So probably um, I can probably coordinate with Electron on how do we go about uh, giving this list to you guys as well. Uh, yes, and we are now going to talk about um, what all documents are required in terms of pitch deck, um, uh, uh, in terms of legal documents, in terms of you know uh, how do you go about preparing these. But before that, I think you know the one of the most important thing to understand is I believe most of you guys will be. Uh, working your ideas on the uh, seed and uh, pre-seed kind of stages. Uh, so uh, during this uh, during this time, there are uh, four important things uh, that we need to understand. First, like I start, uh, I, I mentioned is the why. You know, why are you uh, actually creating this product? Uh, so that is that is accompanied by a beautiful story. Uh, you know, 
if you tell the story in uh, in an appealing way on uh, why did you even get into this what, what prompted you is it your passion or is it something that you saw uh, whether a business really needed to be built in this area and how is it different than other businesses let's say you know uh, you, uh, there was already a zomato and you are swiggy and you are trying to come in so since a business is already existing what is it different that you are doing what is special in terms of either your product or your your marketing strategy or you know um, uh, your um, you know the execution strategy cloud kitchens or whatever it is so how, what is different that you are doing right and then uh, they will obviously ask you uh, in the story what kind of uh, money you are trying to raise right um, but the most important thing so uh, most important thing that they want to notice the investors want to notice is whether you are really passionate about what you're doing this money is actually uh, very very secondary when it comes to the story so try not to focus on the uh, money part in the you know in, when you're telling the story uh, second probably uh, second that that comes to the mind is uh, whether uh, there are already existing customers that are using your product and how are they using the product because sometimes you you actually embark on you know creating a product and it is used in a very different way than what you actually foresaw uh, uh, so that is one thing that they like to see again you know uh, the the question of traction comes in here whether you you are getting good traction or not uh, whether the amount of success that you are seeing is only surface level success and beneath it's you know people are installing but again uninstalling the applications uh very very soon so that is the kind of metrics that uh, that will be addressed in this thing uh, the third thing is uh, the kind of team that you have um, whether you have someone experienced on your team whether there are um, uh, uh, there are a couple of techy guys on your team um, whether the kind of product that you're building uh, the team has the kind of network uh, to uh, run the company as bootstrapped uh, uh if it is required if it is required to scale to millions of people millions of users in a very uh, short span of time can the team together achieve this or not uh, so all these items typically um, get asked as well in the stage and the last but not the least is about uh, the market you know whether uh, what are you trying to create you know uh, uh whether you are trying to create a market where, which is uh, like a, you know if not a blue ocean but at least not unsaturated um so uh, you know uh, th there should not be a ceiling that is uh, reached uh, for for that market so let's say you know you are trying to create something for pets uh, like you know pet salons are like the in thing if you are trying to create uh, uh, pet salons or probably, probably food deliver for, delivery for pets you know um then is there a market for that in a country like india uh, probably one person less than one person folks will be interested in that kind of a thing uh, so you know all these kind of questions get asked in this stage moving to the uh, next stage uh, you know uh, so what kind of uh, before actually moving to the next stage before moving to the next stage we can talk about um, uh, you know if if you actually move to the move from let's say uh, pre-seed to uh, series a then what kind of a thing uh, is is required uh, is 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 the earlier part clear uh, should we move to the this stage or should we move to the documents uh, directly okay what if business fails uh, what stage does it fail 
okay documents we move to documents yes what stage does it fail uh, sunny what are you asking like what if business fails like once you get the funding right yeah so if 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 you know in the um, seed stages if the business fails then uh, uh, see the companies are typically ready uh, they will either ask you to pivot pivot is basically try uh, the product in a different way because if you have if you have done thorough analysis you know there are uh, the the companies will only invest after thorough analysis and if you have done the thorough analysis then there is a kind of a reduced chance of the business failing right although having said that 9 out of 10 businesses do fail and and the uh, venture capitalists accelerators are kind of ready with that uh but what if it succeeds you know that's the question that they ask themselves what if it succeeds then that 1 or 1 rupee they have invested it can go to 2000 dollars or 2000 rupees right so that is the optimism uh, which on which uh, a lot of founders and vcs drive themselves so uh, the question should be inverted what if it succeeds and you know that's where you uh, so that is one of the key things of um, uh an entrepreneur you know they are always optimistic about the ideas and always get going. success ratio is always 1% no matter if it startups or enters exactly man apple to you said it uh if whatever it is so success ratio will be less uh, but again you know uh, very few people dare to go behind that kind of success so uh, that is there uh, any other questions any other queries uh, anyone has or else we can move to the next stage of the uh, what kind of documents are required demon and sunny are typing something let me just take a quick water break as well all right so should we um, does the startup founder owe the venture capitalist something after their startup fail uh, in most cases no so because see, the venture capitalists only come in at a very very late stage uh, it won't happen that you know within the first 6 months or one year even after your product launches the venture vcs uh, come in uh, typically till that time you will be either be bootstrapped which is the best strategy uh, a lot of companies like zoho and all are still bootstrapped um, uh, so bootstrapping is basically doing things by yourself because see um, uh, at the end of the day you know revenue is kind of a god you know funding can be like an angel you know for in your life but revenue is the actual god when it comes to and revenue can only come from customers so unless um, uh, the venture capitalists see a lot of uh, uh, a lot of revenue and lot of customers they will not be willing to fund you so that kind of risk uh, uh, reward ratio is already uh, you know taken into consideration a comparative analysis is done so i think i hope that uh, helps understand uh, that can you throw some light on revenue generation how the founder gets revenue and all uh, revenue generation different folks have different kind of ideas so there are different business models you know there are 12 business models to be specific you can either do strategic partnerships the way you go about doing your marketing um, and advertising that also depends on it word of mouth affiliate kind of a relationship uh then there is some some interesting there are some interesting models like uh, you know razor and blade model so you know when gillet came to india uh, or uh, any other country for that matter uh it it actually uh, you know it sold the blade at a very uh, reasonable price of 10 rupees or something uh but the real cash was not the uh, the razor blade uh, the razor blade 
it was the actually the blade that was there that comes along and they sold the blades at a very expensive kind of thing so that that any kind of model so for example um, mcdonald's has a different kind of a model franchisee kind of a model amazon has all sorts of uh, ensemble kind of models so there will be you know all sorts of uh, models of revenue generation but revenue generation is a different topic in itself probably we can take it up some other day uh hopefully if it's this is all clear we can move to the documents uh, stage of you know um, or or before that even uh if you are actually beyond series a there are a couple of more things than you know uh, are required so they'll actually check whether the founders are full time you cannot probably keep investing in share market or uh, doing your job and you are doing this as well you know you uh, you have to be fully focused probably 15 to 18 hours a day on your startup uh, you have to make sure that you know this venture is scalable uh, probably from 10000 people to 100000 people and from 100000 to probably uh, a million people you know so that has to be there there also has to be like a moat you know you must be hearing about moat a lot moat is nothing but you know creating an entry barrier for other competitors otherwise anyone can just copy your idea and your business replicate it uh probably have bigger muscles in terms of money and execution and create a competitive product right so what is your core motive is also what they will ask for it um and then uh, they will also see who else is investing right at the vc level or uh, you know accelerators they will see who else is investing whether your family and friends trust you whether the smaller angel investors have trusted you and actually have gone got uh, good returns so that is like a social proof also for them um moving on to the uh, final section in there so the documents that are required right so the first and the foremost important thing is uh, the pitch deck you know uh, so i have been on multiple panels and juries i have seen thousands of pitch decks uh, but you know it's it's very very uh, rare that you know first time founders get the pitch decks right so uh, you know a lot of uh, lot of thought has to be put uh, you know uh, when you create the outline of the pitch deck uh, you know there has to be uh, answers to the questions that are probably not asked yet but you will get asked right so the answers have to be already be there there have to be metrics that you have to mention inside uh, so numbers speak volumes right so uh, the metrics have to be there in terms of you know uh, your users the drop rates and the actual numbers you know rather than because a lot of folks will try to tweak those metrics also they will just try to show the metrics that work in their favor but uh, the the vcs are uh, are kind of you know very very strict on getting all the standard metrics uh, so also the you know the pitch deck is like a representation of your whole company as such in a visual kind of a format and you got to tell them stories and build charts there as well uh if you try to keep it crisp with your charts and stories i think you know that's uh, that's a very way, very good way to go about it don't be very very you know um uh, like you know don't write too many pages and keep the slides very very crisp uh, don't take it too much into the depth as well because these kind of things you know they get circulated over email or sometimes over uh, whatsapp also to different folks and if you are sending them like 40 or 50 slides uh, the vcs will immediately lose interest so it should be somewhere around 10 to 15 slides at max uh, there are a lot of interesting pitch decks that i have uh, right from airbnb to uh, your recent you know um, zomato uh, probably one of these days we can actually talk about these pitch decks also uh, 
so uh, in uh, these pitch decks also get uh, shared to your uh, uh, limited uh, partners you know that are like there in the ecosystem of the vcs as well uh, so that is the first, first and the most important thing the second is um, the product vision document so product vision document will uh, typically you know um, uh, you'll have to go ahead and explain why why are you building what are you building why is it different um, what is the long term uh, vision mid term vision and short term vision of this product and uh, where does the product lie um, uh, compared to the competition if there is absolutely no competition that is the best uh, place to be in but no matter what there will be competition in some geography some sector or some sub sector um, or in some way right so you have to be realistic about it and you have to tell which uh, probably it's a quadrant where does it like it's like the leader side of things or it's a laggard or you know uh, where does it exactly like so that is the second thing after pitch deck product vision document uh, the third thing is uh, an, you know a, a data kind of a document uh, <clears throat> so there will, there are multiple data documents that are there but uh, data document probably will have uh, all sorts of uh, not only numbers in terms of you know how many customers have signed up uh, the whole data of the customers uh, uh, whatever can be shared you know uh, anonymously uh, uh, then the active active users what is the retention rate what is the dau mau uh, wau uh, what what is the net <laughs> Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. What is the net promoter score? Um, there is something called as churn as well, churn and revenue. So data document will will uh, comprise of that as well. <clears throat> I hope it is this is this is clear. The, we we can talk about the last point that is the cap table. Cool. Um, how can you prevent people with more resources from copying your idea and producing at a larger level? How do we safeguard our idea? And if the mentioned situation takes place, how would we take an action towards it? Yeah, man. So, um, blip blop, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, it is important to safeguard your ideas, but it is actually more important to let your idea in the open, you know, let people... Uh, talk about it, let people, you know, uh, you'll get multiple perspectives about it. Uh, if someone wants to copy it, um, you know, they can definitely see if Zomato and Swiggy are doing it tomorrow, Amazon is, Amazon is going to come back and uh, copy that idea and, you know, use their muscle to take it to a bigger level. Uh, so sometimes it is important to safeguard your ideas. Sometimes it is, it works, you know, to let the idea go up, uh, out and, you know, uh, uh, See, the, the the mode that you create right uh the the barrier to entry that has to be in a way in which it is not kind of easily scalable uh for the uh, companies with a bigger size as well if you do your ground uh groundwork and grassroots uh kind of work very properly then you know um you create a kind of a good mode uh, but uh, most of the times you know even if someone copies your idea for example you know if if uh, uh, we can take example of probably Polygon, you know, uh, Polygon is into crypto and uh, they they uh, they also supported something called as an Insta app, right? If they in that they created like a third party kind of a integration of different platforms uh, similar to what Bharat Pay also uh, did, right? Uh, 
भारत पे भारत पे वॉज ऑलरेडी यू नो क्यू आर कोड जनरेटर एंड सो वर गूगल पे एमेजॉन सो मेनी अदर्स लाइक पेटीएम एंड अदर्स दे केम एंड इंटीग्रेटेड दैट थिंग सो दे स्टार्टेड क्रिएटिंग अ मोट एंड वंस यू क्रिएट अ मोट यू यू हैव गुड हैंड्स यू नो यू हैव अ गुड हैंड्स ऑन काइंड ऑफ एक्सपीरियंस एंड अ ग्रीप ऑन यूर कस्टमर्स um uh with with you know with either the ui the intuitiveness or the easy to go you know all these kind of things so i think that uh, probably is that again is a bigger question you know um how does dilution work with co-founder within co-founders yeah so there is something called as a co-founder agreement uh wherein you know uh, typically you would create so if there are four co-founders for example let's say 20% each is kept for by the co-founders and 20% you would either give for in the initial stages to give to the you know accelerators or to the vcs and the esop pool so uh, co-founder agreement is what and then uh, dilution is equal you know you you write it in the co-founder agreement whatever you agree upon um, that you know uh, as the stakes go on you keep diluting either 1% 2% 5% on whatever you mutually agree but that is very important to you know uh, do it in the early stage uh cool cool any other questions guys so let me just summarize you know uh, what all we have discussed and we can move to the last segment which is uh, the accelerators uh, that we're going to talk about uh, why why combinator techstars uh, 500 startups vcats uh, surge and 100x so if there are no other questions probably um, we can move to that section uh can you paste the list here uh, which list uh, i i can actually probably electron and i think viraj is also back probably i can coordinate with both of them and uh, i'm going to give you the cheat sheet um and definitely i can give you the cheat sheet oh y combinator oh this one i'm going to definitely talk about it man and uh, i have like an exhaustive list of more than 50 very good accelerators uh, i am also going to share um uh, uh a massive list of 100 plus accelerators within india uh, across the globe um uh, more than 50 incubators within india and um uh, more than 50 again outside you know outside india across the globe so i'm going to share all the all of that uh, with all of you guys probably in a in a notion doc or something if not today maybe uh, in a in a couple of days but definitely i'll try to do it tonight itself uh, i hope that helps cool cool all right um yeah so moving on to the last uh, last section if anyone wants to come up on stage and 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 talk uh, that's also fine or else we move to the last section where we are going to spend probably five more minutes okay great great electron so let's go to the la- uh, last section so uh, y combinator i think you know all of us have heard of y combinator uh, so if you have heard of any of the products like airbnb dropbox or stripe or you know twitch as well uh you know these all products come from by any crypto guys probably coinbase as well right so these are all products that come from uh, y combinator as a yeah yeah obviously you have heard of it right? so they all come from y combinator this they were started uh, that this was started by paul graham uh, in 2007 is probably one of the oldest um, accelerators that is there uh, their ticket size um, is around 120000 uh, you know per year Uh, and they have two sessions that they uh, do they have till date uh, you know uh, funded more than 2000 uh, startups 
and uh, they have got 246 exits also exits is when uh, the funding is done the funding is done and they would get returns by selling it to like a bigger um, fund or uh, going the ipo way or going the spac way you know so spac is basically a special purpose acquisition vehicles uh, it's very famous in us uh, so so either of these kind of exits right uh, so till uh, and and believe me you there are only 40 people um, running this whole ship of y combinator there are across the globe um, obviously local local folks come in but key people are only around 40 people that run this whole ship um, next um, there is uh, an accelerator called as tech stars tech stars is the accelerator behind companies like uber um, or digital ocean or uh, twilio and SendGrid and all these kind of companies so they also have done uh, more than 1000 uh, startups they have funded more than 1000 startups and they are also probably one of the oldest kind of uh, you know uh, accelerators that are there uh, till date they have made around 8 billion dollars in, in in profits and uh, a very interesting thing about them is they uh, they are physically present in 15 countries and can fund in 74 different countries they also run uh, a, a minimum uh, uh, a minimum of 47 different types of programs it can go up to 50 programs but like they run uh, mini programs for um, all the all the folks uh, they had 204 exits yeah man electron they are they are you know again a lot of exits but the highest is probably y combinator again 246 exits and 100 100 billion dollars in revenue uh, the next uh, that we're going to talk about is an accelerator in, in India, it is called as VCATS uh, in our uh, startup and uh, VC kind of circle. Uh, most folks would know it as venture catalysts. So they are the accelerator behind uh, companies like Go Mechanic. Uh, Go Mechanic is again an Indian kind of a brand. And then Global Esport um, or Home Capital, if you guys have heard about that. So they are the uh, uh, VCAT is behind that. So they are they are neither an accelerator nor an incubator. They are somewhere in between. Uh, the the spelling of the Indian accelerator is venture catalysts. You know venture catalyst. So they are an in integrated kind of an incubator wherein they have the best of both the worlds. Um, um, the accelerator as well as the incubator. So they do a lot of guidance and upskilling and tutoring like an incubator, but they also provide you space and they do shadowing. They have pitch days and preview days like the um, accelerator does uh, so this is basically uh, created by um, amazon microsoft and ibm together and they are based in almost every top indian city and also uh, in i think dubai and uh, london as well and hong kong as well uh, and the best part is um, their ticket size is huge they go from uh, five hundred thousand dollars to probably a million dollars so that is uh, their best part. So these three were there. And then, uh, you know, before going to 500 startups and search, let's talk about 100x VC as well. 100x VC is the, uh, you know, uh, the accelerator behind Blue Lun as well. So our, our Blue Lun is funded by 100x VC. And the ticket size that we have uh, is $50,000 to uh, $85,000. 
so you know that's the basic starting uh, ticket size that 100x has i think sanjay ji was also here uh, uh, last time uh, as a speaker he talked about a lot of things uh, so ye kudos to him so we all we probably know about uh, 100x vc a lot so we can probably go to surge uh, so surge is another accelerator which is uh, which is uh, bought by uh, sequoia sequoia global is a bigger accelerator which is a company behind uh funding apple or google or oracle for that matter you know so but that is on the global stage on the indian stage uh, surge uh, so sequoia turns into surge sequoia surge and they are they are behind khata book or pulbul or scalar or even uh, for some uh, sometimes zomato and paijus were also uh, you know hugely funded by uh, surge and uh, the best part about surge as an accelerator is um they have very very good mentors so if you have heard of kunal shah of cred or uh, girish from freshworks or even uh, uh, mr monjal from an academy they are all uh, mentors of surge there is also ankita bose um and uh, jaydeep barman of uh, fasos that is there yes uh, so yeah uh, and and uh, the good thing about uh, surge is it just got started in january of 2019 it's just been like two years and they have funded um, 29 startups already with uh, probably uh, 100 million dollars you know and their seed round starts at 1 to 2 million dollars uh, which is like a great thing uh, one of the key focuses they have is around community building kind of products um, and um, you know uh, they they would support you not only for company building and community kind of thing but they would also act as catalyst for your technical marketing uh, legal and your deal making partnerships all sorts of things logistics all sorts of things so if you are if you are a kind of a infrastructure or a marketing startup or a product start like a physical product startup i think that is also a good idea to get into the last and not, but not the least is 500 startups so 500 startups is behind companies like canva canva is a product that probably all of us use for poster making our invitations and all the sorts of things right and then udemy uh, 500 startups also behind udemy uh, 500 startups typically does only technical uh, or techno startups you know it is not into other kind of you know markets uh, they would uh, they had 2000 plus uh, startups funded across the globe and they also similar to techstars around have around 200 exits as we speak um uh, again if you'll see uh, you know they have very few people working for them like like um, i talked about yc having 40 people they have probably uh, more than that 150 people but that's across the globe again so now 500 startups has 150 people working for them um and uh, the way they work is they work on basis of thematic funds so they will go by a theme let's say we are talking about creator economy right so all products to do with creator economy will be addressed uh, by them in this particular you know this winter or this summer uh, so they go as per uh, uh, the thematic uh, thing uh, the the key catch there is um, you know to prevent entries they have like a fee of 37000 um in in 500 startups so only Uh, no nonsense kind of folks uh, are given entry uh, because there is a huge barrier of the fee right so i think you know so that sums up the six uh, accelerators that i want to talk about i am going, going to definitely share like a master list of all these accelerators uh, and uh, and vcs with you 
uh, anything else if you need in that cheat sheet definitely i can i can share i can i can talk to viraj and um, uh, get that across as well so uh, that's my time guys any other questions uh, you have yeah please feel free to uh, shoot it out um, i think my link tree was shared earlier or else uh, i can share it again if you guys want to reach out to me uh, definitely thanks a lot hope hopefully i've added some value to you and thank for sticking by for such a long time um all right we have a couple of last questions we can answer please share what to mail or how to mail in the cheat sheet yeah cold mailing is not what i would suggest please don't cold mail because you will get very very cold responses or totally ignored kind of responses so please don't um cold mail and uh sir what do you think about the startup from tier two tier three cities coming up in say two three years approaching the view uh pankaj so that here's the thing man uh most successful startups are done by uh people not from that field or uh not staying in cities that's a surprising revelation but that's how it is so um uh probably a chartered accountant would go and do well in a tech startup or probably an architect would do well in a tech kind of a startup um uh, you know uh, that's one thing so cross uh, uh, across domains people migrate and do a lot of startups uh, that is one thing and second is tier 2 and tier 3 cities more than 80% of the successful startups are done by folks coming from tier 2 and tier 3 cities so uh, you know that is uh, it it actually makes it easy uh to approach the vc because they don't have to approach the vc the vcs will approach them if you have like a successful grassroots kind of a product right so one of my friends he actually did like a tractor based startup you know so sharing of tractors across india and that's where the vcs uh, you know approached him because the idea is so phenomenal and grassroots right uh, so if you're solving a grassroots problem the venture capitalists capitalists are always on the lookout so i hope that answers your question bankaj uh yeah electron uh, is asking when will be you will i'll try it by tonight uh to share all these things by tonight uh if not tonight then uh, tomorrow uh, by tomorrow pakka yeah zoom car system for tractors yeah cool awesome guys uh thank you so much that's my time any other questions uh you know please let me know i think uh yeah viraj has already shared this list um of antler and titan and you know java capitalists and so six of them are there thank you thank you so much thanks everyone uh vinay is asking how is it to get it so okay esox is a different uh, you know a session altogether there is there are a lot of things you know uh, to discuss in esox vinay uh, thanks thanks again for your time we'll definitely discuss it some other time Yeah, man, Pablo. Uh, I have been a little busy lately uh, because, our, you know, a lot of things have been going on. Definitely, I'll take more sessions, man. Thanks, thanks again. What's the best way to? I'll share my link tree in a while. Uh, maybe I can just do it, man. If I have it handy, I can just do it here. Yeah, I'm sharing my LinkedIn and all these things, but you know, please don't spam. If there are serious things, uh, you know, please give a reference of Blue Learn. and then uh, you know definitely mention bluenun and then we can take it up man or just mention viraj also i am good with viraj as well awesome awesome guys thank you so much uh, yeah we'll definitely discuss esop and other things later on thank you so much thanks viraj thanks electron thanks yash uh, you know for helping coordinate this and it was it was uh, my pleasure to be on this uh, thanks everyone be safe 
and uh, hopefully see you soon thank you so much good night everyone bye bye thank you thank you for doing this so thanks guys for joining in